I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Part 5. Opening Doors for Others In the southern part of the United States, it's not uncommon for men to hold open doors for women or the elderly. He might even walk to the other side of the car to open that door for her before he climbs inside to drive his passengers. Even more common are those who hold the door for the person behind them if they are in close proximity. Such niceties are part of a common courtesy that some might say is disappearing with an overall decline in social civility. As Christians, we are called to love one another and to serve one another as an outpouring and evidence of that love. Jesus himself said in Acts 20.35, we read of Paul's reminder there that he modeled how to do this kind of hard work and that we must help the weak because Jesus himself said, it is better to give than to receive. Paul here refers to what Jesus said in Luke 6.38. Here we read, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put in your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Certainly, the door of generosity is one we need to continually open for others. But we also need to open the door of our hearts to care for their personal, social, and spiritual needs as well. In 1 Timothy 5, 3-5, we are told to take care of widows who really need help. In Galatians 5, 13, Paul reminds us to serve one another in love. But the mother load of service verses is found in Romans 12.1. Paul makes no bones about the level of service God desires of his followers. Here we read, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. In pondering these verses, we are reminded that in view of God's infinite mercy, it stands to reason that we would want to reciprocate expressions of love to our kinsman Redeemer. And to view this expression as an act of worship is a concept we aren't often mindful of as we engage in such service. But when we stop to really ponder what the worship really entails, this concept makes perfect sense. Worship is defined as a formal expression of reverence for a deity. I know I've been guilty of limiting the idea of worship to personal expression in song, emotion, and in the writing of words. But when we serve, we show a reverence for behavior God honors, and with that expression comes an outpouring of love and care to our fellow brothers and sisters, the children of God. One of the most moving expressions in the Bible, of friends banding together to help a friend, is found in Luke 5.17. Luke records an event in which Jesus was teaching to a group of Pharisees, and other teachers of the law. As he taught, some men brought a paralyzed friend on a bed to where they were gathered, hoping to get him to Jesus. In verse 19 we read, But finding no way to bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with the bed, through the roof tiles, in their midst, before Jesus. Jesus did indeed heal the man. Not much is said about the cost of the act on the part of the friends, but the cost the men paid was in time, efforts of physical strength, and no doubt expense to repair the roof they damaged 
in getting their friend into position for the miraculous healing. What an amazing act of sacrificial love. Throughout the Bible, Jesus comes right out and says such expressions are equivalent of us serving him directly. In Matthew 25, when he spoke to the disciples about the day the sheep and the goats will be separated, he spelled out what his Father will say to those who choose to follow Christ and serve him. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. The text goes on to say that the righteous will inquire exactly when did they do all those things for their Lord, and they can expect him to reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. I love how in God's economy, acts of love outrank even our feeble attempts at total obedience and lives of holiness. Sacrificial love and sacrificial service are indeed acts of worship that honor God and serve as a reflection to Him and to others that we truly belong to Him. Join me in using our hands and feet to serve God's people as we worship and honor the One who made and redeemed us all. I'd like to read an excerpt now from my first book, The Side Door, and this excerpt is entitled, Love for Our Fellow Man and the Greater Good. Late-night TV is filled with public service announcements of people in third-world countries living in substandard conditions with seemingly no one to love or care for them. If you're like me, there are times when your heart breaks and you stop to ponder and even act on the impulse of empathy. Other times, you hit the fast-forward button on your remote or change the channel in search of entertainment to escape life's brutal realities. But hitting the remote doesn't make the problem go away or alleviate our responsibility to act as people of means and children of God. Yet it's sometimes our inadvertent response to deceive ourselves. Thoughts like, these people aren't in my circle of influence, or the tiny amount of help I give won't make much of a difference, enable us to shift our thinking. Let's face it, when it comes to loving our family, our friends, and the God who made us, we can easily see that, in many ways, we have a vested interest in doing so. Even though we might genuinely love from the heart, generally we can expect some sort of reciprocity when it comes to those relationships. But what about the love we can extend to various cultures within our communities, both globally and locally? That kind of one-way love is just as important, and it's still an integral part of being a caring, loving steward of what we have in a world of have-nots. Jesus was continually fine-tuning his radar in search of the have-nots. Though he often worked miracles of healing, he didn't always fix or solve every illness or circumstance. But every encounter mentioned in the Bible between the Son of God and individuals who were open to Jesus Christ involves his deep love for them, and many were profoundly changed by their encounter with him. As Christians commissioned to share the good news of Jesus and serve as his hands and feet, we are uniquely positioned to infuse Christ-like love to the outer circles of our social sphere. When we serve meals to the homeless in our communities, pack shoeboxes filled with Christmas gifts for children overseas, or travel across the world to share the gospel 
with third-world inhabitants in desperate need of hope, redemption, and restoration, we are obeying God's greatest commandment in the most selfless way available to us. Having these experiences myself has enabled God to open my heart to those He loves. Jesus points out in His Sermon on the Mount that if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? Of course, we don't always feel like giving, which is why Jesus says, if someone else wants to take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. And that's from Matthew 5:40. When it comes to selfless love and giving, we are always in training until the day Jesus comes to take us home. We need to respond to people in need whom we don't know. Go two miles with anyone who forces us to go one. Give to the one who asks. We might not feel like it, but obedience to God always brings great reward. And the keys to kingdom living are extend your love to the earth's end, fulfilling the law of love. And the doorpost is do not neglect and do good and to share what you have. And that's from Hebrews 13, 16. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.